Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of These Are The Valleys. I hope y'all enjoyed the last episode featuring my guest, Aaronic Dorsey. And today we're just going to follow up from that topic, which was Yes is in the Valley. Um, In that episode, we discussed a lot about being uncomfortable, valuing the process over the product, and what true submission in your valley season and in your Christian walk is supposed to look like. So naturally, we're following up with the episode about freedom. So if you listened to the last episode, you definitely got in picture and idea that I think sometimes can be a little hard to swallow, which fair. I mean, it's not like I'm jumping for joy when God strips me of everything I find identity in. That's never a fun experience. But I want us to challenge and address the real meaning of freedom, which I'm sure is something that we've all had to grapple with when deciding to give God our yes. Do we want to be free in this area? What is freedom Um, and how do we implement that and walk that out in this life, right? So the first thing that I just want to start doing is kind of debunking this. It's my body. It's my right. It's my life. I do what I want. I'm that girl. I'm this. I'm that. So I get to decide how I very, I mean, you know, fair because God has given us all freedom of choice and autonomy over our bodies and our choices and what we want to do and don't want to do. But as Christians, I think that we're signing up for a different type of journey than what culture is pushing forward at us. So let's run on over to 1 Corinthians 6 as one does. So this chapter is talking about sexual immorality, which of course is a part of it, but I'm not going to say that I'm not going to harp on this or focus on this, but I really want to focus on verse 12 and then a little bit of verse 13 in this chapter. So it reads, quotation, I have the right to do anything, end quote, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have a right to do anything, you say, but I will not be mastered by anything. You say food is for the stomach and the stomach for food and God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Now, again, I'm not harping on this in a sexual immorality episode to just bash everybody's head in about sex. I'm not. This is not that's I'm sorry. This is not that podcast. It's just not what I want to talk about here is. The acknowledgement even over 2000 years ago of this rhetoric of I have the right to do everything. I have the right to do anything. I get to do what I want. It's my life. I wear what I want. I do what I want. I say what I want. I drink what I want. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's so interesting because to me, this is something that a lot of people be like, oh, this generation, blah, blah, blah. But as we can see here in the good book. This is something that is timeless. This is a human fleshly desire. So what we want to do is kind of get to the bottom of this and get to debunking because as this scripture says, as Paul was saying, not everything that you have the quote unquote right to do is beneficial. And not only that, you may not be able to master everything. So let's get all the way into it. First Peter 2.16 says, live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover up for evil. Live as God's slaves. 
So for me, I found this super interesting that he was saying that freedom is a cover-up for a lot of people. A lot of people use freedom as a cover-up to do evil. And I think that that's such a pointed and concise understanding of this culture, of this rhetoric that we have freedom to do this, that, and a third, and it's our choice and we get to decide. We definitely do get to decide. But as Christians, as people who signed up to follow Christ, we understand that we are trading the implication or the cultural understanding of freedom for freedom in Christ. Okay, so where am I getting that from? Because this scripture also says that we are God's slaves. So it's just like, ah. And you know, as a black woman myself, I ain't too fond of the word slave, you dig? But (laughs) we have to understand that in this context or just overall in the New Testament, slavery was extremely prevalent at this time in the world's culture. And so oftentimes they use the word slave as like a cultural common understanding of what it's like to live for God because this was something that a lot of people could understand at the time as applicable, as common, and just really something that they could understand, period. This reminds me of Galatians 5.1 where it says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Whoa. Okay, so we got to um, backtrack some things. So over here in Galatians, what they were talking about in slavery was being a slave to sin versus being a slave to righteousness. Even referring back to First Peter, um, being a slave for God, as opposed to being a slave for your flesh. Now, I really want to dig into this because I think that this is such a point that people miss when it comes to this quote unquote freedom conversation. When we talk about being free, when we talk about having the ability to do as we please or make our own choices or this or that and the other, we are completely negating the fact that Giving into your fleshly desires over and over and over again is a form of slavery in and of itself. I don't know about you guys, but before I really became quote unquote save, save, which was really like this year, (laughs) I would just be like, oh, but I really want to do this. So I'm just going to do it. And it would almost seem like I didn't have any control over my desires or that my desires were always stronger than my self-control. And if you guys remember uh, Galatians 5, it talks about the fruit of the spirit. And one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. Guys, this thing goes so deep. So when we are talking about freedom, quote, quote, in the sense that we have the license to sin or we have the license to do X, Y, Z, even if it's a disputable matter, which is basically something that's not explicitly written in the Bible, but is a personal conviction, you may find yourself slave to that instead and thinking that you're living in freedom. Have you ever met people that are in the world and are um, just super committed to sex and things like that? Don't they seem like they're slaves to it? Like, oh, I'm just so horny. I need to I need to find me somebody. I need to do it. Like you seem like a slave, but you're quote unquote the free one. You know what I'm saying? I think that we have to really debunk the assumptions or the assertions or the perversion really of the truth. It's really perversion. The perversion of the truth that in sin lies freedom and in righteousness lies constriction. That is not the case. Have you ever met an alcoholic? 
Somebody that's very, very given to drunkenness. Oh, I, it's been a hard day. I just need a glass of wine. Oh, I can't find a glass of wine. Now I'm sad. Now I'm just, it's running their life. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, their sin runs their life because they're a slave to their sin, to their flesh, but they think they're living free. But when you meet a lot of people that are trying their best to walk the righteous lifestyle, I don't find myself well, I'm just <laughs> inadvertently humbly including myself among those persons, but I don't find myself so succumb to my desires. I don't find myself acting on every suggestion from the enemy in my head. I don't find myself easily becoming depressed because the enemy has made a suggestion about this or that. And since I'm slave to this or that, I keep falling into it. And now I'm mad at myself and living in my past. You get what I'm saying? So I think that there is a real place here for believers to begin to change our mindset on what real freedom looks like. Because I haven't experienced this type of freedom since I became quote unquote save, save. I have such a peace in life, guys. Like I am truly free of real deal burden. Like there was a point in, I think 2018, maybe 2019, where I started becoming like a little depressing, not clinically, but I went through a depressive season and it was not cute. And what I was just running rampant and saying, like, I was, I didn't really care, you know? And it isn't until now, even when from the outside looking in, my life may not be quote unquote more successful or more this or more that from the outside, but internally I'm at peace. I have so much peace. I have joy. I have self-control. I have discipline. I have a lot of wisdom and I'm walking in the things of the Lord and Not only that, but these are things that I wouldn't have picked for myself and I find myself thoroughly enjoying them. The great thing about being a slave to God is you can trust your master, okay? You can trust your master. You might not be able to trust any other humans. They be foul, okay? They be foul. But the Lord is always working for your good. Romans 8, 28, okay? The Lord is always working for your good. So imagine being slave or imagine working for a boss that did nothing but work hard to get you more money, to get you more peace, to get you more work-life balance. You would be excited to work for that boss. Whatever they told you to do, it would be like 10-4, boss, don't even worry about it. I'm about to take care of it right now because you know that they have your best intentions at heart. Now, if we can understand it in that sense, we need to quote-unquote de-spiritualize our understanding of what it really means to live for God, because God is that boss. You get what I'm saying? He is the one that's constantly working for us on our behalf to make all things work together for our good. He is the one that created us and established us for good works in advance. Before we were even born, he created us to do good things. You get what I'm saying? So if you really think that your little bit of perception of freedom is really outweighing the freedom that really comes with life in Christ, you may need to take a step back and reevaluate. <sighs> Galatians 5.13 talks about how you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh, rather to serve one another humbly in love. I love this scripture. I think it's extremely to the point and it poses a solution. It poses something for us to pivot to. So not only are we called to be free, just because you're called doesn't mean that you need to, you, you're going to accept it. 
but you're called to be free. So you have the opportunity to experience this rich freedom. And not only that, don't use it to indulge in the flesh. Yes, we all have the ability to choose. Yes, we all have the ability to make our own decisions and be our own people and wear what we want and do what we want and eat what we want and drink what we want. But don't use that freedom to indulge in the flesh, something that's going to die. I mean, let's even think about this in money sense, right? Would you indulge in a dying company or a company that is yet to grow for eternity? You would indulge and invest in the company that is living, the company that is coming to life, the company that is going to continue growing forever. So if it makes money sense, if it makes earth sense, why doesn't it make spiritual sense to us? Why do we prioritize the culture's view of freedom over God's view of freedom? Why is that? And I'm not saying this in a condescending way, guys, because believe you me, I was the brother and sisters who was called to be free and I was hanging up every time. You dig? But now, but now I done answered the phone and this is the best phone call of my life. So I want to encourage you guys to really sit there and weigh your options. Think about your investments. Why invest and indulge in the flesh when that's going to die, right? Y'all seen that TikTok, not that TikTok video. Y'all seen that video of them little boys. And they was like, I love you, ma. I do anything for you. And then the oldest one was like, I die for you, mom. And the other one was like, me too. And the youngest one was like, die. (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. I'm just so silly. I think about that every time I say the word die dramatically. But yeah, why would you invest in something that's going to die when you can invest in something that's going to live? Don't put your time, energy, and resources into the flesh. First of all, the flesh gonna lead you to hell. Let's be real. Secondly, the flesh gonna die. But why not invest in the spirit? Why not invest in the Lord, the eternal, everlasting God, the eternal, everlasting spirit? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. So use your freedom not to indulge in the flesh, but here's the solution. Rather to serve one another humbly in love. I have never thought of freedom to equate to service. I've never thought of that. It's really never, ever occurred to me till just now, actually. And I think that that's a beautiful way to see freedom. Oh, I'm not just free to go do this, that, and the third, but I'm free to go love people. I'm free to go serve people. I'm free to go volunteer. I'm free to invest in my community. I'm free to uplift the youth. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's what we have the freedom to do. Why? Because your time and your energy and your mind aren't all indulged and invested in this dying flesh, but you can invest into the living world and the living life that is Jesus Christ and his kingdom. I really sound super churchy just now when I really (laughs) listening to myself, I sound churchy, but ain't nothing wrong with church. Hey, hallelujah. But yeah, y'all, that is basically what I wanted to say. I think that's really been on God's heart because he shared this with me to share with y'all. I had a completely different message plan, but hey, this is true freedom, okay? Having the opportunity to speak with you guys, the honor to speak with you guys on his behalf with his word, it's just amazing. So I would just encourage you guys, if you haven't given God an opportunity to show you what freedom is, I implore you. I encourage you, I double dog dare you to pray to God and ask him to show you what freedom looks like in him. I love you guys. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a rating or a review. 
Hit me up on Instagram at the Jasmine Cambridge, and I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. I don't know what it looks like from the mountaintop just yet, but for now, these are the valleys. <laughs>